Hey there, Radiant Soul. Welcome to the Alight and Align with Reiki podcast. A podcast where we get real with Reiki. Join practitioners Evie Reyna and Nancy Shapiro as we weave the spiritual into your everyday journey of self-discovery, skincare magic, Akashic Records, and all things holistic. Are you ready to experience real talk with a sprinkle of magic? Let's dive in. Welcome everybody to the Alight and Align with Reiki podcast. This is our Reiki lifestyle podcast, and we are so happy that you are joining us for episode two. Today's episode Reiki practices to beat the winter blues. Nancy and I will talk about using Reiki to illuminate your energy centers, also known as chakras, so that you can move through the seasonal slowdown with more grace and ease. And we're back again today to talk about beating the seasonal blues. I know that as we are in the Northern Hemisphere, are experiencing a little bit less sunlight in our day and it affects our mood. And so we want to bring in again, some of these Reiki principles and practices so that we can kind of illuminate our energy centers and our body from the inside out, bring a lot more light into the season where we lose the sunshine from outside. Welcome back. Hey, Nancy. So how are you feeling? Yeah, this time of year is tricky, you know, because it's dark in the morning when I wake up. And it's just difficult to get out of bed, to be honest. But um, I do like the colder weather a little bit. I'm soon going to be ready for soon. The, the cold weather outside, it serves its purpose. It gives us the time or the permission to kind of slow down and reflect and relax. But I will tell you, when it's dark at 515, like mm-hmm. dark, and I get home and I, I can't even walk my dog, you know, I have like this small window in the daytime where maybe we could take a spin around the block but in the morning it's just enough to get up and get out of bed without hitting the snooze three times and then coming home at night it's hard to walk in complete darkness so yeah I'm really feeling cold it's really cold here um today was freezing I planned to even go out for a midday walk and I was just freezing I know it's important but I don't always do it Uh But today we're going to be talking about other things that we can do and remembering to try and squeeze that walk. Right. Yes, yes, yes. So we're talking about turning the winter blues into a season of renewal and rejuvenation. We definitely want to dive into chakras and Reiki and how they work together and exploring how these practices can kind of be our secret weapon against the doldrums of winter Do you have any stories, like a personal story about connection between the two? You know, when I think back before Reiki, I hated fall and winter because I knew it was going to be getting dark earlier and so cold. But I was thinking that day, like, since Reiki, since I found Reiki and kind of incorporated the the whole experience into my life, I really don't get as down in the dumps anymore. And I was trying to think about why that is. Is it just that Reiki energy is moving through me? Um, And I think there's something more to it. I think it's really the light. When I do Reiki 
practice on other people and I'm moving that energy through, like I'm envisioning the light, I'm seeing these beautiful colors and I really think that affects your mood when I am visualizing these different things on consistently. It's really just changing my whole being and I don't feel as gloomy and dark. I don't know. Do you notice that too? Do you notice it at all? It's just, I think it's been a shift in the last few years since I've been doing Reiki. I agree. Same thing where there was a mindset before when we, we looked at darkness as being gloomy and kind of dreading moving into these months because we thought we couldn't do anything about it because honestly you can't, but what you can do is fill yourself with the light of Reiki. And so because I've had these meditative practices and because I share Reiki with my clients and with other people in my life, it allows me to give myself permission to feel good during these times, to Mm -hmm. bring the light in, to call in my practices that illuminate the centers in my body. And I don't find that I'm focused as much on the darkness as I'm focused more on how I can be the light for other people and for myself. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And it's it's not front and center. I don't know. I just used to dread it. I, I can't even explain it. Like I, my husband knows like, once it's coming, I was like counting down the days till we, till we start extending the days again, because I just felt such, even anxiety a little bit over it all. I just didn't like it at all. I, and I still don't love it. I'm not saying it's my favorite season after all the holidays, but I just don't dread it as much feeling a little bit better. But before we get into all this, I'm curious, I want to know, how did your gratitude journal go? Uh, how did that challenge work for you last week? Uh, I don't know. I want to hear from you first. All right, I'll go first. Okay, so the gratitude challenge made me more mindful of the moments I needed to be in gratitude. I will say I did not keep a journal daily as I intended to, but I did find myself taking the time to sit in silence. That was intentional and that helped me just slow down. And then I would think about being grateful in those moments of silence, or I would find when my mind wasn't busy, you know, with my task list, like driving to work, I would then remember to be grateful. Mm-hmm. So even though I didn't set a schedule and stick to the schedule, it was in my subconscious and I found yeah. moments to find gratitude when it came to me. Yeah, I think that's important. important. Establishing the habit. I was originally had thought I would write it on my calendar on my phone. And I did that for a few days. And then something was happening at that time that I normally did it. And so I stopped to be honest. But I did find myself doing it in the car ride. When I would get in the car, I would think of something that I was grateful for before I turned on the radio or whatever I was doing. So I did that more often than not. I will say, wait, I, I improved. Am I perfect? No. But but I'm I'm definitely gonna try again this week to do a little bit more than last week and just improve. Yeah, I'm working. And I think that doing it when I get right in the car, like that's a trigger for me to remember to do it then. Sometimes before bed is not the best time because I'm thinking about what I'm gonna be doing the next day and, and all these things come up. It's not really the quietness of the time some people do and maybe that needs to change at some point for now in the car that's when it's going on yeah progress over perfection whole journey isn't about perfection because there's always something that comes up that we need to work on and then also finding your space the empowerment of 
It's not a have to. I don't have to do it before bed. I get to do it when I feel it. Yeah. It's right. Yeah, that language is so key. It totally changes when you say I get to do something instead of I have to do it or I should do it. Those yeah. words make such a difference. Yeah, no shoulds, no should, should, should. Yeah, it's all about feeling good and making it part of your day. So I think just planting the seed mm-hmm. is doing and then we're watering it. So it doesn't mm-hmm. mean that I decided today I'm going to make the shift and tomorrow I'm all in. It takes a long time. I think they're even now saying it's about 90 days. Wow, 90 days. really? I believe it though, because the 21 days, I don't know, it didn't become a habit at 21 days. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so that's good. So we applaud anybody who played along with us. And if you found any value in it, keep going. Just know that if you fell off, you get to start again. Choose to start again. And that's all we're here to remind you to do. Just do the little nudge. Do it again. Be grateful just for today. So what are we going to get into today? Today, we, we want to tell you guys just a little introduction about what we're talking about and what the intention is for our episode. Nancy's going to introduce us to what chakras are, give you a little insight on that again, so everyone can be on the same page as we move forward. Okay. So when my practitioners talk about chakras, they're talking about the energy centers in the body. And there's many of these chakras in your body, but there are primarily seven that people focus on when they're talking about the chakras. So you'll hear about the roots or the sacral chakra or the solar plexus. And all of these are located within your body. We're going to put a diagram and the show notes that you can refer to it and see where they are. But the the main idea is that you want these chakras to be balanced and to be spinning. Even people can visualize seeing them spinning around in a circle. And when they are like that, you feel great. You feel everything's in harmony. Everything's moving along. But when they're not moving, you feel a little bit off. And you say that even like, I don't feel like myself. I feel a little bit off. I feel stuck. I feel frustrated. I feel aggravated easily. People are bugging me and I don't know why, or this, I'm short tempered, all these things. It's kind of like we were thinking of an analogy to make it easier for you to understand. It's like a symphony, so to speak, or an orchestra and everything when it's playing beautifully, it's fantastic. But you get one instrument that's off and throws the whole thing off. And it could just be something simple. Maybe they didn't tune it just right. But um, but it's the same idea. And you you know that from when you've heard an orchestra, that if there's one instrument that's out of tune or out of whack, it's not right. And so that's how it is in your body. You have all these. Yeah, you just kind of know they're misaligned by how you feel. Evie, do you notice in Reiki when you're um, sending Reiki to somebody if their chakras are off? I know how I do it, but maybe you want to share first what you notice. Yeah. So regardless if I'm in person with somebody or if I am offering a session virtually or distant, because we talked about how the energy flows, regardless if you're in the same room with somebody or not, they actually do feel the energy center. So I don't have to touch your physical body. I'm working on the space around your body. I can feel if something feels a little sticky, maybe your heart feels a little heavy. Um, to me, it's more of a pull or a pull. Um, so I actually can move through with my hands and detect subtle differences that don't cause your body to be out of alignment. Mm-hmm. By working with the energy, I do my best to release anything that's stuck or slow anything that might be a little excited or overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. And 
bring your body back into harmony. That's the way I do it. I do it intuitively and I feel it with my hands, but I know there's other ways to do it. So I'd love to hear the way that you get to move through the energy centers. Yeah, I don't sense it like that. I mean, I I do see the colors and the chakra when I'm sending Reiki energy and it's beautiful, but I actually use a pendulum to start at the beginning of the session. I'll just move pendulum over person or even I use a doll as I send the Reiki energy and I can just see how it's not spinning. Um, The pendulum kind of goes back and forth when it shows me that there is something that is misaligned in that chakra. And then at the end of the session, I'll go back through and it spins. It's really cool to see that it has changed. And I can get an overall sense through the colors. So I guess the colors as well that I can see they're more flowy and just more vibrant after the session or when the session's coming to a close, not really after the session. I don't need these colors there. But um, yeah, it's pretty interesting. There's different ways to get a sense of it. I know every practitioner has their own way of doing things. But yeah. So cool that you see colors. Oh, I see one color. It's weird. I'm like, either I see a color or I don't, but it's literally one color. It's like this deep purpley cobalt. Yeah. But it's so beautiful, right? Yeah, I see that one. Yeah, I was I was taking a trance channeling workshop this past weekend and, and inviting my guide in. And, and he's like this vibrant green. And I can tell when he moves in to help. It's really just so beautiful. I mean, he's, when you see the different colors and you can associate what it's... I mean, do I know for sure that it's working on that area? I can kind of judge because uh, the person will validate it. But afterwards, anyway, it's just pretty. It's like a light show when you're when you're doing things. You know, spirit changes things. So over time, you may see more or fewer colors. Right. Yeah, yeah. It's going to get, it's whatever your practice is, it'll grow stronger. And then yeah. down the line, something else will kind of unlock. And I'm I'm all for it. But right now, I'm, I'm a feeling it and it feels good. And that's such a great thing you mentioned is that you get the confirmation from the client, right? So it's not ever yeah. us and how we feel and what we want to see. But no result is the effect the client feels and they feel better and they really see it in their face sometimes how much they've let go and how much, you know, usually stress looks like, um, and how much they've let go after a session. And that's what the work is all about. So it's really beautiful to get the confirmation from the client Mm -hmm. visually and verbally. Yeah, absolutely. So then it brings us to the question of why are we using Reiki to, overcome seasonal challenges or how does Reiki benefit and the Reiki principles, how does Reiki and the Reiki principles benefit us to overcome these seasonal challenges during the colder, darker days of winter? I I just think they're simple to do. Uh, You don't have to go anywhere or see anyone or buy anything. It's just something that you can do easily by yourself um, for a few minutes a day. And I think maybe you don't see the benefits happen immediately. But if you continue it over time, like we were saying with the gratitude challenge, if you if you do more than you did before or you do it more often, you will see these benefits. I, I feel you will. And because it's free and easy, it's definitely worth a try if it's something that you're experiencing. Right, right, right. What we're we're trying to convey is that Reiki empowers you. Mm You don't have to look outside yourself for answers or for what you need in the moment. 
and maybe it's even, you know, calm, you know, calming yourself down. You're feeling really anxious. You're feeling really overwhelmed. What can you do with this energy work to bring yourself back into the now, you know, and not spin out and lose control? So yeah, again, it's, it's free. It's readily available to you. And all you have to do is remember to lean into it. And then we asked our friends and some of our clients about some of the myths or some things that they, some questions they had about winter months and working with Reiki and came up with a few myths that we wanted to, you know, to challenge or debunk on the show today. And the first one that we found was winter means perpetual gloominess. Yeah, I'm guilty of believing that myth <laughs> for sure. It's because it's dark and everybody's inside and I'm ready to go to sleep at 5.30 and I don't want to go out. Yeah, and it's just gloomy. It's, it's, there aren't any leaves, you know, at least here on the East Coast. It's gray time of year. Yeah, I agree. It's gray. It's cold. Like I said, I'm, I want to sleep in. Although I'll stay up later, but I definitely want to sleep in. But when it is dark outside, like, again, it just limits our, even our social interactions. I don't want to go anywhere after work. I don't even want to go to the grocery store after I'm done with my day. I just want to go home. Like it's dark. It's time to go home. So that's one of the things. So what do we have? What practices do we have? What can we utilize to boost our mood, to bring the light back into our day? One of the things I bought last year and played with a little bit, but I might utilize it a little more is the happy light. So it's a sunlight. Yeah. So they say only 30 minutes a day. All you need 30 minutes a day of that bright light. And it's not a UV light. So it's not a tanning bed. It's not dangerous to you, but what it's doing is giving your body like resetting your internal clock. So Mm -hmm. you're a little, so it's seeing the sun when it's not there, but your body gets this. Oh, think it's there. Right. So we're, we're planning to, we're planting the seed that it is a sunny day outside and 30 minutes a day consistently. All of these things are about consistency will in fact, help your body adjust a little easier to what's going on outside. Yeah. I, you made me remember just now that uh, I had bought, I haven't used it yet. I need to. Um, it's an alarm clock, but it slowly gets brighter um, as it's about to go off. And so your room, by the time it goes off, it's going to be lighter. I'll let you know how that goes. <laughs> My sound for myself is to plug that in and use it this week, but I did buy that. Yeah, we have the tools and Anyway, I will challenge myself to do this. But there are some things that I do do. Um, yeah, last week I had this Reiki and recipes, and we made this pine cranberry foot soap. And you just take pine needles and some Epsom salt, and the, the quantities don't matter. You just mix them together. You can add some essential oils like peppermint or citrus. Um, and just those smells can make you feel lighter and brighter. And the foot soap is just so soothing, and it feels like a spa day that you've created for yourself. All the pine needles and the cranberries can have benefits as well. But, yeah, just something different, something, you know, even like somebody said they have, we're going to make a citrus vinaigrette, and I've heard that the citrus in it can even amplify the nutrients in the salad and the vegetables. True or not, um, I think that would be really refreshing to have this time of year. Oh, yes. Yeah. That makes me think about summery foods, citrusy, Mm -hmm. oranges or uh, strawberry, mango, you know, cocktail, you know, cocktail. 
drink, you know, you think about a lemonade and it's very refreshing, but we tend to not pick those up during the winter months. We go for these like warm, heavy meals. Yeah, right. Don't add vitality to our life. So exactly. how, yeah, how can the colors and the fragrances and the aromas add to the vitality during these winter months? Oh, I love that. I, I want to try the foot soak. I was actually really upset that I missed that Reiki and recipe. Oh, well, I'll post, maybe I'll post a similar one or that one and the show notes. That's all there is to it. It's just the Epsom salt and pine needles. Anyway, I'll post it more from the list with everybody. But... You read mine. I was wondering, how are we doing the pine needles? Am I, am I... Yeah, I'll post the recipe. But you know what the great thing is, too, about that is you go outside to get it, and it's a little bit chilly, but you have a purpose. And you're going, you don't turn, like I didn't turn on my podcast and I just walked to this area where I knew there was a grove of pine trees and I started picking them up off the ground. Like it just was very like a short, but brief and invigorating practice. Uh, you thanking the tree for providing this for me, for um, allowing me to use uh, these pine needles and, and bringing them back to my home to use in this foot soak. Just the whole it wasn't very long, you know, it took 10 minutes to go outside. My husband's like, where are you going? But I went to this pine tree and I picked them up and I brought them back and I put them into the soak and I just felt, I was kind of proud of myself and I felt really good. I got some fresh air in my body and I didn't feel so gloomy, you know, I had a long day. I felt, ugh, but I knew I had the breaking recipes and I had to go get them um, to use that night. So it was, it was a great practice that I recommend just doing something like that. I mean, you could, you could use them in a arts and crafts project for yourself or, or not. I mean, but just getting outside for a quick breath of fresh air can really make a difference too. Right. I think that's a lot of what's happening during the colder, darker months is we lose the connection with outdoors. We, mm-hmm. We're not spending the time outdoors because we're retreating to the indoors. And so even like you said, 10 minutes, we could lose that, you know, scrolling on our phones or we intentionally go outside, gather what we need for something that's going to make us feel good. And then, oh my gosh, all of this builds on each, on each other to uplift our mood and our spirit. So how, what a simple thing to do, but just do it and doing it is, is all you need to do. Perfect. I have one more though. It made me think of this, and this goes into the myth about it means hibernation, and maybe it means being more quiet, but this ritual that I love that brings more light in is to take those pine needles, and for each pine needle, and I'll do this in a safe place, maybe near your kitchen sink or over a big bowl or something, but you light each little um, pine needle as you state an intention or something that you hope to happen in the coming year. And it's just a really beautiful way to do that. And I wouldn't hold on to the pine needle. I would like, you know, like a match set in a flame and then put it in the bowl. And it's just a beautiful way of setting intention uh, with these pine needles. And so and I thought of that. And I thought that was a really a tradition in some countries. I thought that was really beautiful. That's also bringing a fire element. So another mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. into Absolutely. the Yeah. Cool. I will do that. I've done that with a basil leaf, never with a pine needle, but that connects me to the season of the spirit. That yeah. Makes- yeah. Yeah. I thought that was really cool. Oh my gosh. So what, what can we do besides that? So it kind of like leans into more of those DIYs, mm-hmm. you know, do it yourself, do it for yourself, be intentional about it. What other practices can we do? What, what else can we do? <laughs> Scott girl, let's keep going. Let's go with this theme. I love it. So what else? 
One thing I like to do when I get up a little bit later on the weekends and the sun is out is I start my day with a sun salutation. And if you don't know how to do that, it's just, you know, you raise your hands up above your head and then you bend down and you just do your stretches and you can find a sun salutation. No problem, but just doing some fresh stretches in front of the sun that's streaming through your window can be really helpful to start your day with positive night. Right. And you're on and you're honoring the sun. Paul. Exactly. Yeah. Come to me, be one with me. But yeah, yeah. Touching, you're moving your body, you're getting your blood flowing and everything again, aligning head to toe, working together. Oh my gosh. See how like the one simple thing and then I, I just kind of take it a little I too. know. I need mean, yeah. I hope everybody else is making a list of these things because, <laughs> yeah, they're great to incorporate. They're easy, too. And you don't have to do it every single day, but pick one or two. Try them each week. Right. I love yoga. Yoga grounds me. Mm-hmm. After the pandemic, you know, we talked about how our routine, routines completely shifted. And I have not been back into a studio. It's really unfortunate to say, but I will roll out my mat every once in a while. So that's the sun salutation. And that's me honoring what I need in the mm-hmm. moment but not feeling like it's a chore or a task, you know, really listening to my body to get on. Yeah. Exercise is so key. Yeah. Right. Right. Or another thing we were, you know, thinking about the sun, you know, just maybe you don't want to move. Maybe you can't move. Maybe there's a physical limitation. Totally fine. Find a chair, sit next to the window, let that sunlight hit your skin, let it hit your, that's your vitamin D. And it again, aligns you and it, aligns you with nature it brings you back into feeling connected to the planet that we live on or you could bring plants in um, from the outside you know and that's bringing again bringing that nature inside so if you can't get out or if you're in an apartment or it doesn't work for you you bring it to you so then you're caring for the earth you're watching it grow you're making sure it gets its light and its sunlight gives you light life and vitality i love thinking about beating the winter blues by outsmarting it a little bit right so bringing the nature into you instead of you going out into it exactly yeah all these things yeah just making it simple setting an intention and allowing the light to just flow through your body however it is through your breath through these stretches through these walks or just um imagining as you're sitting with the sun going through you it really doesn't yeah again intention so say we go on that midday walk but it feels on the East Coast, it feels a little icy, or maybe you're somewhere where it feels a little wet, right? So maybe you get a lot of rain in the winter. You don't get a lot of snow, but what's the practice that we can do to stabilize ourselves when we're on our mid Do you have anything? I'm about, uh, I'm practicing getting better at visualizing. So I like to visualize roots that are, I, I usually do this in my chair, I don't do it when I'm walking, but I visualize roots going down deep into the earth and that kind of stabilizes me. Um, and even as I'm walking, it still helps. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just thinking last week I fell and broke my glasses, but but typically, uh, typically it does help when I'm not tripping over a walk. But yeah, I think I was able to, to catch myself a little bit better because I had done this practice. Stabilization, if you want to call it, is my word. Right. Intentionally, intentionally connecting to the ground, like feeling and not, again, not just doing it and being in your headspace, being all the way down to your toes. So along the theme of visualization, I think about my heart 
you know, so doing a really heart opening exercise and sometimes the heart feels a little more centered in the body, right? So bringing that focus in center of my chest and, you know, stretching and and feeling like my heart is glowing um, and really breathing into it and expanding the radiance and the compassion for myself. Maybe I'm not feeling good in the moment. Maybe I'm feeling a little down, but moving into my heart space, feeling the warmth, feeling compassion for myself or people around me. And, you know, knowing that this is the best I can do. Again, we're, we're always going back to just for today, just for today. This is what I can do. Feel good. Do you do any special practice when you're you're much better than I am about when you put on makeup or do different routines like that. Do you have any time when you pair that together, your beauty strategy with a little winter routine or boost? Yeah, absolutely. Feel better. That's what I'm all about, girl. And have share with me because I need some of that. Yes. I'll, actually, you know what? I'll make a video. So I'll make us again, another supplement. Where oh, that'd be great. Hey, we're going to give you guys bonus content. So I'll make a bonus content, but even with an oil, or a quasha stone, getting into and starting at the heart space and opening the heart space and then working the massage through your neck and your, yeah, to your neck. Okay. So it, with the lymphatic system, if you open up the chest, there's a place for detoxification to flow. Oh, I love that. Yeah. I want to see that. Definitely make a YouTube or something for us to see. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. Promise. We'll do that. That's awesome. Yeah. And that gives you, again, that's that, that skincare, self-care, self-love connection. We're doing this intentionally, not just to, you know, wash, wash the makeup off the face, but to stimulate the heart centered connection to our bodies. Love it. Yeah. I want to do that. So then, uh, so, okay, well, I'll go back to the morning. We'll go back to the morning. So I, like I'm telling you, I really struggle getting out of bed my feet are cold. I do have slippers by the bed, but it's cold when I get out. I'm like, Oh my gosh, I got to, you know, just get moving. And it's just hard. And now I'm getting to the age where literally I stand up and, and joints hurt. And I'm like, yeah, like, but it's happening. Um, so maybe my, my daily winter energy booster is a positive morning affirmation. And that's when I'm in the mirror too. I do mirror work with my skincare with my makeup. So it's, again, it's about nourishing the inside and some of the meditations or mantras, I guess I'll say the mantras that I love to use is like, I'm grounded and stable or I radiate warmth and compassion. And it really sets a harmonious tone for my day. And again, takes my mind off of feeling chilly and okay, all right, we can get through it. Yeah, that makes a difference. I love putting it like on the mirror or by the mirror somewhere where you see it first thing. I do them on Instagram. I put them on Monday morning, raking a few affirmations. But what I do is I save them all in a file so that when I open my phone in the morning, that's the first place I go. I haven't broken the habit of going to my phone first thing sometimes, but I do make sure to go to the affirmations first thing on my phone. So I do think it's important wherever you are going to go first to see them there. Yeah, some of my screensavers are yeah exactly cards I've pulled that I liked and I wanted, mm-hmm. her, but good thing I know that's one of the practices I was away from is you just innately grab your phone in the morning yeah and instead of me going into a social media app and then absorbing other people's mm-hmm. 
what can I do differently? So that's actually, it's funny you brought that up. Something I've been thinking about changing in the new year, because, you know, you got to, can't, can't change it now. Let me wait till the new year. So, but, or changing, you know, next month, you know, just kind of putting it off, but planting the seed of knowing that that's not the healthiest habit for me. And I need to re um, direct that. So maybe I'll do something like that. Maybe I'll make a file of Uh, things I want to see in the morning and then have more control over your day. Yeah. It does make a difference. And that's easy. Social media can be a dollar. Yeah. Well, you know, you're uh, in control of what comes to you. Yeah, that's so true, right? You, yeah. You lose control as soon as you wake up, and it's so weird. I don't know. I don't know. Sometimes it's like the person that you were thinking about, and maybe it wasn't in the best way, but they're always the first one that pops up, and you're like, <laughs> you could. Like, yeah. Yeah. Or it's a, a sad news story because right. that happens. Right. Yeah. It's yeah. true. You're not in control. So, yeah. Then we go back to what we talked to, we touched on last time where we have our, our coffee or our tea, whatever makes you happy in the morning. Maybe it's, it's a warm drink and you're wrapping your, your hands around it and you're give, thanking it for nourishing you and letting that warmth move through you. Maybe even just a glass of warm water. Cause that's very purifying for your system. And again, call moving to that and doing that practice first thing in the morning, warming your body up getting you moving, giving you gratitude, stacking these habits and starting. Yeah. To, yeah. Call in the Reiki, Reiki principles. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah. And and then I was thinking as you were talking, the meditation I sometimes do, I, I'm not great at sitting still. I, in the morning, I'm very good at sitting still, but then uh, taking time out to do a meditation isn't something I love. Sometimes I just do a walking meditation um, that they have that really, lifts me up when or sometimes I'm sitting wherever I am but a meditation can help me a lot because I close my eyes and I visualize along with the person talking and it, it helps me a lot yeah there's a few I have also saved you know my morning playlist so I do mm-hmm. love that yeah when I can get to it I absolutely do it and then you know me sometimes at bedtime that's my time just to maybe it's that bedtime for me because I forget to do it during the day but it's okay I get to it when I can and that's when Maybe I put my hands in front of my heart or I just, you know, cross my arms across my chest, almost like giving yourself a hug and being in gratitude for that moment. And just knowing that you did the best you could. Tomorrow's a new day that you get to intentionally create again. So it's not about beating yourself up about what you didn't do, but thinking about the beautiful possibilities that come with each new day. Yeah. And and trying one or a little bit, just two. Right. And so maybe what we'll commit to doing for our audience is sharing some of our practices. So I'll share one of my skincare practices and maybe Nancy with your amazingly soothing voice can share one of your meditative practices with us so that we have these tools and that we're able to offer these tools to our listeners so that they don't have to find it on their own, but they know that they can come to us and we'll, we're here to support you through this journey too. Absolutely. Sounds good. Yeah, but tell me, I though you need a little bit extra, and I always gloss over. I'm like, you can do this by yourself. You can do this by yourself. But actually, I know when I've gone to a practitioner, it's really helped me in the past, and now I can do it. But what have you found to be the benefits when you have a formal practice with somebody? Have you noticed any transformation or anything that somebody else has experienced by coming to you for your Reiki sessions? Yeah. So first, I'll start by saying personally, I had another female practitioner that we do a Reiki exchange with 
we're boosting our skills, we're honing our skills, we're working with the energy a little bit more frequently, and we're helping each other align ourselves. So that has been amazing. And I haven't had that session with her for a few weeks now. And I'm definitely feeling the difference. And so Mm -hmm. we keep messaging each other going, we need to make it happen. But it's just been very crazy. We need to get back to that. But I will tell you, I have this really beautiful success story. And as you continue working with Reiki, you start to see how it benefits the people you're serving. And that's the most rewarding part. A few years ago, I had a woman come to me. She knew she was in the midst of change. You know, maybe there was some empty nest syndrome coming on because some of her girls were leaving for college. She was going to launch a new program. And that's why she came to me. She was launching a program and she was like, right, this is going to be big for me. I got to get in alignment with this. And so what we ended up doing, she didn't commit to one session. She actually committed to a series of sessions. So I think we did five and the energy felt like we were weeding her garden. Mm-hmm. So it was a little muddy. There were things that she was giving herself permission to do that she had never done before, right? Feelings that she could feel now and just kind of owning herself as an individual instead of a person that had to care for others. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of the bulk of our session. And that was around October, it was around her birthday. It was a birthday transformation. It was a seasonal transformation. It was a personal and business transformation. So we really, like I said, weeded her garden. We had to kind of pull those weeds out, get those new roots planted, trim some of those overgrown ideas and and really reframe her reference of what she was allowed to do. Okay. Yeah. Readjust her personal mantras, her personal values. Okay. So she, she launched her course, did well. She calls me the following year and she buys another five sessions and comes back in and tells me, listen, last time was so helpful to me. I went through with my course, but over the course of the year, I realized that wasn't how I wanted to serve. So now she has a bigger idea that she's so excited about and so aligned with. And when we started revisiting her sessions, it wasn't about weeding her garden. It was like her energy was so big. She was so bright. The light around her was so vast. It was almost like standing under a waterfall and the pouring over her and she wasn't able to catch everything and all these downloads that were coming in. So we were almost honing her energy, you know, kind of like compartmentalizing it and giving her practices to center herself and catch it. And so it wasn't overwhelming, but take the downloads and to then put in the actionable steps to work with. So it was such a transformation to see her from one year feeling small, And then the next year, feeling so vibrant and abundant, she couldn't handle how much light was coming through for her. It was incredible. And she felt the shift and she's really blossomed. And I was, I'm just so proud of her, you know, and so proud of the progress. I know I'm I'm kind of a part of it, but really it's about the individual doing the work. And I'm, I can't wait to see what her new project is because it's going to be fabulous. That's amazing that you could witness that and for helping her with the energy. But wow. And she would tell me about synchronicities happening in her life. She went to Florida to take her daughter to college and she looks over and, you know, there's dolphins swimming in the Oh, <laughs> oh it turned out to be great. Wow. Good. So there's things where you're going, is this, does this help? It does. And it works if you work it, right? So, right. yeah, and keep your mind open. And that's, when you know that you are doing the work, 
but maybe you need a little bit more guidance, this is where you're calling in Reiki or you're calling in to your Akashic Records or you're calling in mediumship can set you on the right path so that you can continue on the journey more confidently. Yeah. So I don't know, do we want to talk about our challenges next or do we want to talk about the episode that's coming next? What's Let's do well on that note. Let's do the episode next week, and then because okay. <laughs> I was thinking, all right, so here we go. We're gonna dive in the next couple of weeks into what we do, how we bring Reiki into our practice. And I know, obviously, what I do is Akashic Records. A lot of people don't know what that is, though. I, and still, even after I explain it to Blake, I still don't get. It. I think you have to have a session to get it. But I'm gonna um, bring it to you next week and tell you about the spiritual code because you can just learn how to do it yourself because it's really a great way to get answers and clarity on your life and to feel a lot of reassurance and just feel better. So I'm going to talk to you about what the Akashic Records are and how you can use them next week. I'm very excited for that. It's the same thing as Reiki. you got to experience it to understand it fully. You'll give us the highlights, but then we need to dive in and get a session done. So I'm super excited. For that. Thank you for sharing this. Now for our challenge this week, our friends, we are going to do a sacral chakra challenge about creative expression. So we are going to challenge you guys to engage in daily creativity. So an activity that sparks joy for you, whether it's drawing, it's painting, or it's crafting, we want you to really feel into your energy centers and embrace the winter theme of creating, letting your creativity flow. And have this practice enhance your sacral chakra's energy because the sacral chakra is associated with passion and self-expression. During the months where we're feeling a little low, we want you to find the joy inside of you and express that through your creative process, whatever that is. I can just be a doodle. I was working with kids in art this week, and there were so many different ideas. You know, practice drawing an eye, practice creatively drawing your to-do list or your favorite things or design the cover of your favorite album or the write the lyrics out to your favorite song and draw a picture to go with it. Like it can be anything. And there's a book I want to mention because I discovered it during the pandemic and it really was a great thing full of activities to do. You can go in order, you can flip around, but it's called The Artist's Way. Did you ever hear of that book? I have heard of that, but I yeah. And I, I, I'm not, I don't love every single activity, but I would skip around. The workbook, I, and I picked it up for a dollar at a yard sale, I think. And it just has creative things to do. So listing 10 things about this or drawing your childhood bedroom or your favorite place to go. And it can give you some starting points in case you're somebody who's like, I don't know what to do when I sit by myself. I don't have an idea of how to be creative. So it can be something writing. It could be just anything that you find be an expression of your joy something that you find that is fun oh I love that right and it's cool that you go through the artist way and not everything resonates with you because not everything is for you and that's right. okay find something that does which is exactly what we're asking you to do oh. so what's the extension for our people so the extension I think is it's actually also a really good one <laughs> um I would do these in tandem 
but as an extension, if you already find joy in your life and maybe you have a job that's fantastic or you already do it, then this is for you. You're just going to take a few minutes, maybe during your lunch break, and you're going to close your eyes and you're just going to visualize each chakra. And that's where our little diagram is going to come in handy because you're just going to visualize each chakra as a radiant sphere of light. Starting from the root chakra, I'm putting my hands on my head, but you're going to start from the root and you're going to imagine it growing brighter and brighter and harmonizing with white energy, light energy, winter energy, whatever that means to you. Maybe it's warmth, but maybe it's cool. It feels good. It's invigorating. And then just focus on each chakra moving up through your body and just imagine it's each chakra spinning and positive energy flowing through your whole body. And it's just quick chakra balancing visualization where you imagine the spinning and flowing. I love that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even when you said maybe it's a winter representation, I saw a snowflake because they're also okay. different. Yeah. That's what came to my brain. So in closing, we just want to summarize a few takeaways from the episode to wrap it up to make sure that you're getting the benefit from it. So just remember that Reiki is here for you any time of the year. It is not seasonal and it is always available to you. And so much can be done on your own. So you have the power to meet your needs whenever you're called to do so. But then just know if you want to take it further or get a little more clarity and confirmation, there are Reiki practitioners that are so welcoming and this is our job. This is our calling to help you work through these processes, to give you better understanding of yourself and to make you feel lighter and aligned to alight and align your energy space. Yeah. And we both do it online. And I know Evie does it in person as well. And you can find someone near you. I, yeah, that'd be nice to end our podcast sessions with a little empowering thought. I think this brings a lot of warmth and positivity. Into the winter season when we're feeling a little bit down, and I just like the message that it gives. It says, go within every day and find the inner strength so that the world will not blow your candle out. And that's by Katherine Dunham, who was a famous dancer, choreographer. Yeah, I love that. I love that. Mm-hmm. Go within every day and find the inner strength so that the world will not blow your candle out. Wow, that's deep. I might meditate on that one because it really means a lot of things to me right now when you brought it forward. Thank you, Nancy, for finding that. I love it. So before we head out, if you guys want to connect with us in a new and deeper way, you can find me at yourskinsage.com. That is my website. Or you can also find me on Instagram at your.skin.sage. Reach out directly. We are here for you. And Nancy will let you know where you can find her. Yeah, my website is mewithnancy.com or mysticenergywithnancy.com. And I'm usually on Instagram the most. I'm at me.withnancy, but you can also find me on Facebook. Beautiful. All right, my friends, thank you so much for hanging out with us for the second episode of A Light in a Line podcast, our Reiki lifestyle podcast. We look forward to sharing the Akashic Records on episode three. So we have so much gratitude for saying yes and for sharing the space with us. Thank you so much. All right. See you next time. Thank you so much for joining us on our mystical journey today. We hope you found our conversation enlightening and entertaining. 
If you like what you heard, don't forget to follow us on social media for behind the scenes content, updates and sneak peeks into future episodes. You can find us on Instagram at a light and align dot with Reiki. Make sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. We have some expansive topics lined up for future episodes and we can't wait to share them with you. Remember, our community is the heartbeat of this podcast and we would love to hear from you. Feel free to share your thoughts, suggestions, and even your own stories with us. Let's continue this conversation together. Until next time, stay curious, stay connected, and stay tuned for another thrilling episode. Catch you in the cosmos.